Well, it's no secret that one of the major reasons families choose to move to Naperville is the fantastic public education system we have here. And parents know that all starts with the teachers and administrators who are passionate about guiding and helping our students to be the best they can be. Well, today's guest on the podcast is going to share that passion with you. I can't wait to dive into this conversation. Hey, my name is Chris Grano. I'm the host of the Naperville Real Talk podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in. Hey, before we go any further, be sure to subscribe if you're watching on YouTube or whatever podcast platform you listen to. We want to be able to share these episodes with all of our neighbors here in town to spread the news and the good word about the amazing people making Naperville a better place every day. So thank you so much for your help with that. And without any further ado, let's get right into today's episode. This is the city we call our own. These are the stories of the people we call our neighbors. This is the heartbeat of our hometown. Naperville, this is Real Talk. All right, welcome back to the Naperville Real Talk podcast. This is the podcast where we feature the people and places that make Naperville a great place to call home. I'm so excited to introduce today's guest. She is a career educator here in Naperville, and she's currently the principal, the first female principal of Naperville Central High School. I'd like to introduce Jackie Thornton. Jackie, thanks for being on the podcast. Chris, thanks so much for the invitation. I'm happy to be here. So tell me about your first year as principal. I know you are no stranger in Naperville Central and certainly not 203, um, but a new role for you starting last summer. So what has the first basically half of year been like so far? Um, it has been fun in so many ways. It has been um, a humbling learning experience in a lot of ways, too. Um, so I think um, so much celebration so much to celebrate in Naperville Central District 203 and in the Naperville community. Um, but I think um, it has proven the value of lifelong learning because mm. every day has provided a new learning experience for me. And I feel grateful to be grounded in a community that I know well and with um, people that I love and trust so that I've been able to embrace those learning opportunities. But for sure, it's been both humbling, humbling and joyful and um, all of those all of those positive emotions. So what was what's the biggest surprise? I know you, you were in an uh, assistant principal role for 19 years, yeah, for right? a very long time. Yes. So but so I'm sure you were pretty well acquainted with the role of the principal. But in the time that you've been doing it, what's the biggest surprise or maybe maybe pleasant surprise or maybe something that you just weren't expecting as you've come into this new role? Well, I think, you know, even from the beginning, from um, last January when it was announced that I was going to take the principal role, I knew um, in advance of that announcement that I was going to be the first female principal at Naperville Central. Um, but the way that that um, has resonated with our students, particularly with our female students, is something that so pleasantly surprised me because it is, you know, it was 2022, it is now 2023. So a uh, female in a, a leadership role isn't something that we're not, you know, that's new or that we're not used to experiencing. But still, when you think about um, the legacy and the impressive history of Naperville Central to be able to say that I'm the first female, I, I really am taking that responsibility very seriously because of um, of how that's resonated with our female students particularly. So that was um, an initial surprise in a wonderful way. Uh, I think, 
the other surprises aren't necessarily things I didn't already know about Naperville Central students and staff and parents and community members. Um, but in the lens of this new role, having opportunities to see students perform and shine in the classroom and out of the classroom in so many ways, their talents, um, gifts, and abilities are just astounding. And um, again, not surprising, but reaffirming that um, when you put the power in the hands of students, they're capable of amazing things. And so every day I think I, I'm a little awestruck by something that I see our students do um, that is, is just, I feel honored to be able to witness witness it. I think that's something that I've heard from educators before and you kind of experience it even as a parent, sure. that you're, you're continually, I think awestruck is a good word, yeah. um, for what um, kids, you know, obviously you're dealing with high school age kids, but kids of all ages are capable of. Yeah. And um, it's it's inspiring. Yeah. And so to be able to walk through that and, and be um, be an example for them, I think is, uh, yeah, is absolutely an honor. So honor. Yeah. I was actually, I mentioned to you before the call, I, in, in a previous episode um, of the podcast, I had the honor of speaking with uh, Jason Aries, who's the chief of police here in Naperville. And his path towards leadership just kind of reminded me of yours in, in terms of being, you know, coming from the right within. Right. And so, yeah. you know, not like a not like some sort of outside search. I think that's what's really neat um, in, in both these situations. And I hear this a lot when I talk to people in organizational leadership in Naperville. There seems to be this wonderful culture of bringing people who are already a part of the community and bringing them up. To, you know, to the ranks of leadership. How has that, you know, the 19 years as an assistant principal and your, your years of teaching, um, you know, and being educated in this community too, how does that all contribute towards, you know, helping you perform better in this current role? Well, I certainly felt prepared. Um, I think I've been really lucky in that I found a, a community. I found I, <laughs> our kids are at graduation. You know, I'm sure someday going to to mock me in that I continue <laughs> to say I want our students to find their people and find their passion while they're at Naperville Central, and that means a lot of different things. It means inside of the classroom. It means finding um, a, a community in which they feel at home, uh, a sense of belonging so that this large school of 2,500 kids plus the adults feels like a smaller community to which they're connected. And that passion could be um, something that is outside of the classroom through their clubs and athletics, but it could also be, you know, our hope is that students will find that passion for what they want to do when they leave us and then have that preparation match for, um, for that passion they want to pursue. Uh, and I guess I, I guess I just feel like I was really lucky in that I found my people and I found my passion right in Naperville Central High School and have had the wonderful blessing of being mentored and had leaders that come came before me that gave me the 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 perfect balance of you know I have always felt like I was cared for um, and safe but at the same time challenged in, you know, this isn't a community that rests on its laurels and we're always striving to do better as our kids' needs change. Our response and how, um, 
you know, what we deliver in terms of services inside and outside of the classroom changes and shifts in those responses as well. Um, so I, I guess I just feel like it's been such a wonderful, both, you know, from a district-wide perspective and inside Naperville Central, really having that opportunity to be a learner and to have wonderful role models for me who helped me, you know, grow my strengths and grow my areas that needed improvement. And, and that's kind of my hope for our students, that they find that same level of safety and sense of belonging so that they too can thrive. So um, I do think that Naperville sounds like the police department as well, but Naperville Central and Naperville District 203, uh, I think really do that well. So you mentioned several times being a lifelong learner, learning new things. Have you, did you know from a young age that you wanted to be involved in education? I did. I always knew I wanted to be a teacher. It honestly wasn't until I was in high school that I knew I wanted to teach high school. And when I left, I went to high school at Donners Grove North. When I left high school, um, I actually had no confidence in my my own abilities um, hmm. and was kind of in a, a place of feeling unsure that I would be successful. Uh, I did my undergrad work at Benedictine, and it was the right fit for me in terms of size and um, a place where I too could could grow in my confidence. But I, I had a transformational conversation with my advisor at Benedictine because quite honestly, I had a, um, a teacher in high school who helped me in a, a lot of ways. And it was through that experience, I didn't have a wonderful high school experience, but through that connection with that teacher, I felt like I would like to do that for students as well. And so I didn't know what I wanted to teach. Um, I just knew I wanted to teach high school students. And um, so I started actually as a business education major and kind of quickly found out that that wasn't going to be my path. And then through those conversations with my advisor at Benedictine, ended in the math education um, world. But um, so it was always for me high school. Well, it was always for me education. And then it was high school, and then the math part just kind of came, you know, secondary. I wasn't uh, sold on a subject. I was sold on making a difference for high school kids. And from there, here I am. And and you you said that making a difference. You mentioned that several times, and I think and that's a perfect kind of segue. What I want to ask you next is, I think we all, I, I hope certainly, I think most people recognize the importance of teachers and yeah. uh, coaches yep. and counselors and things like that, that they make such an impact on students' lives because, yeah. you know, frankly, you're with students more of the day than they're even with their families. And, and so that's a, you know, that's a high calling to, to, to have that kind of a, a level of influence on them. Um, but then the family is, of course, where it all begins. And so I'm curious, um, and I think about this a lot as a parent, I mentioned to you that I have, I have young kids, um, Parental involvement is, is such an important piece of the overall, you know, rounded education that students are receiving. Um, you know, have you seen any trends in parental involvement in your time as an educator? Have things gotten better? Have they gotten worse? Maybe neither. Can you just kind of speak to that? And, and also what you would recommend to parents that they can do to help their kids to get the best out of their education? Mm, yeah, I, different, I would say, than... Naperville 
and specifically in Naperville Central, has been a community blessed with high levels of parent involvement. And it's to be expected, I think, that the way that parents support their students in their education and their success shifts as students mature and matriculate through the system. So um, I don't know that I've seen a huge difference in you know the day-to-day our parents sitting down and helping with the actual math content or, you know, lesson. Um, but that knowledge and, and of what's happening and um, where our students in terms of their learning journey is something that has shifted throughout my career just simply because of the access of information. You know, when mm. I started in 1996, parent-teacher conferences were really important because we weren't, you know, there was no infinite campus that students or, or parents could check every day and say, you know, how well is my student meeting these standards? You know, what is their their learning successes and where are their areas where they need support? And so I think in, in very wonderful ways, that conversation between uh, educators and families and students has become a, a real-time ongoing conversation that doesn't just happen, you know, once or twice a year, that it, it is something that we are in nearly constant communication. Um, and I think that's wonderful. I think that that information is powerful. I think that our teachers do a wonderful job of using digital resources to make sure that students and families are aware of a student's current place in their learning journey. I do think that we've seen a shift since the pandemic in um, volunteerism, in um, uh, parents physically in our school, and perhaps parents feeling a sense of connection to this community. Um, and, and we're being intentional about um, trying to to reestablish those connections between families and the high school community, and I think also thoughtfully reexamining the why did we always do it that way? You know that um, it's a great opportunity to say, here's the whys of open house as an example. You know what are the outcomes for families, and what are the pros and cons because there are wonderful opportunities that we never had before to reach families who aren't able to physically come in our building to attend an event like Open House for a myriad of reasons. So for us to have the means to, to have that connection between home and school in ways that we haven't before is really awesome and really powerful. But then on the flip side of that, we're also then, you know, um, our home and school group is smaller than it's ever been. And um, when, you know, so I don't know, I don't know at what cost, you know what I mean? I think we're continually doing kind of a, what are the outcomes? Um, what's the best way for us to meet those outcomes, whether it's now through a digital means or is it physically in the building? What are the benefits of physically being in the building for families and, and, and you know, who, is able to take advantage of those opportunities. Who are we missing in our messaging? So I do think it's been a wonderful, um, I know I keep saying opportunity, but it has been a wonderful chance for us to pause and think about the intended outcomes and the best way for us to meet those outcomes when we're talking about family connection to a student's school, teacher's education process. Um, but certainly there are differences that we're feeling. So. 
I can imagine. I mean, I think we see that in all all throughout our culture, our society since since the pandemic specifically. But you're right. Even the technology and and, um, the opportunities it brings, it also comes with its challenges, right, that we have to like you said, sort of re-examine how, how are we, I mean, I, as a, again, with little kids, I love the opportunity even on their right to be able to look in and see, Oh, okay, this is what they're doing. And, and like you said, it's really like a constant conversation, which is fantastic because then you're, if there are things that could, that need to be addressed, you're catching them. I would imagine so much earlier, you know, maybe parents who didn't know what was going on in the past, um, now can really be engaged. So, um, that's fantastic. Um, so you, um, you already kind of hinted at curriculum and I know that was a a big part of your leadership role in the past. Um, you know, curriculum is, I know like just gotta be, I know there are, there are state standards, um, you know, but there, it's gotta be such a, a difficult thing to balance. And I think about this a lot with, with my kids and I even look back in my education, um, within the freedoms that you do have, um, beyond like whatever the state standards are, um, how do you balance, you know, preparing students for college maybe, or for maybe even trade school or whatever their next educational journey is with also preparing them to be responsible citizens and, you know, decent human beings. What does that look like? You're right. It's a challenge. Um, I had such a, a wonderful day today. I had the benefit of, um, partnering with a group of educators and a group of students in a day of um, reflection and discussion about the um, the realities of of that balance uh, and um, and the realities of you know everybody in that that circle and engaged in this work committed to ensuring that Naperville Central remains a high school where every student has a sense of belonging and and starting to confront some of the, you know, what are the barriers that students are experiencing if they don't feel that natural connection to school or or don't feel like they have a group of people to which they belong. And it was a powerful day of people sharing stories and part of that story or part of what got shared is exactly that really challenging balance of, you know, we have we have state standards, we have graduation requirements that have to be met. At the same time, our students are complex, multifaceted humans who yeah. um, who are are yearning for that personal connection and that you know you know one of the phrases that kept coming up today is prioritizing people, um, and it's really challenging when when you do still have these graduation requirements have to be met and we want all students to be ready for we want all students to to know what their post-secondary plan is when they leave us and have that area of passion that they're ready to pursue whether that means that the best course of action for them when they graduate from Naperville Central is a trade school or a community college or the military or um, a study abroad or a gap year or a four-year college or university. We want all students to be prepared and have options. But all of those options require students to be proficient at grade level standards. And so, you know, part of that challenge is not wanting to close any doors for students by not fully 
making sure that they're fully able to access those standards in that curriculum. But at the same time, there's only so many courses and so many hours in the day. And what kids were expressing is that they don't feel like they have time to pursue what their true passions are because this course, ha- you know, you have to take this course, you have to take U.S. history and you have to take, you mm-hmm. know, so they were kind of listing off the graduation requirements. And so it is a really difficult balance. So I think that um, the part of the how we do it is, Yes, uh, all students are going to be required to take U.S. history during their time in any Illinois high school. But what does that what does that course and what does that experience look like? Uh, what kind of classroom community is being cultivated, and does that classroom community um, foster that sense of belonging for students? And yes, we are going to meet the state standards while we're here, but we're able to meet some of those those people goals too. Is something that we're working for and striving to do. It's so refreshing to hear um, because there's such a, I think, um, a crisis of, well, I mean, first of all, there's a student loan crisis in America, right? So we have huge issues with, and, and I can say this, you know, just looking back on, on my college experience, right? Thinking that we, I think a lot of kids feel the pressure to perform sure. and meet these standards. Yeah. And societally, we kind of say, okay, you're going to go to high school, you're going to go to college, you're going to go get a job, and that's kind of the the assembly line that a lot of people are put down, and we don't often time to you know take time to stop and think, and so I think a lot of kids find themselves in college because that's what they were told to do, and now they have all this debt, and they maybe haven't even thought about what you've mentioned multiple times already, like what's well, what's your passion, you know, and like it's 17, 18 years old is is not too soon. 15, 16, not too soon to be talking about that because they're identifying their gifts and and what motivates them. And maybe going and spending $150,000 on an education is a complete waste of their time and their money. Yeah. And better to figure that out now yeah. than when they're halfway through or worse. So I think that's, I think parents would love to hear that, that you're, that, you know, you're spending time um, on that. So yeah. What our students expressed today, though, um, was, you know, we're early in the, in that language shift. And we're not early in the implementation of, of, well, we are early in the implementation of career pathways. But in District 203, students start exploring areas of interest in career pathways as early as sixth grade. But we're early in the, um, in the deliberate nature at which we're trying to, to shift that conversation and normalize an experience that doesn't include a four-year college. So the students that I was with today are primarily juniors, and they aren't feeling that shift yet. So they are mm-hmm. still feeling the pressure of not only meeting these rigorous high school graduation requirements, um, meeting the entrance criteria for for your institutions and doing it really well. Um, you know, so, so a bit of what I'm, I'm speaking toward, it, toward is the ideal state of where, where we're going um, with the full realization that I don't know yet that students are, are feeling that, but I, what I left with today was um, hope and um, kind of reinforcing that we're on the right path. Um, but it was also, I thought, refreshing to hear kids say, recognize my full humanity. You know, look at all of the, the different aspects of me. So, 
Yeah, and and I can understand why that feeling for them might lag. I mean, because we're talking about really a whole cultural shift. It's not, you know, um, and it's it's wonderful that um, Naperville Central is at you know spearheading that in in from that aspect for them. But yeah, I think it's going to take probably a couple generations sure. where I and I think we're heading there. Um, so and I have conversations with people all the time, um, people who ask about you know my career path. And obviously, I, I did go to college, but I mean, you could go into real estate without going to college. You, you could be successful in a, a myriad of career paths. Um, you know, some people just are entrepreneurial and they just want to launch a business. You know, yeah. so um, I think that's fantastic. Um, you also made me think as you're having these conversations with students, um, it seems so unique to our time period. And I, because I look back on my high school experience um, and I think of stories I've heard from my parents' high school experience, they were not having those conversations about the whole person. Sure. Um, I think, you know, yeah. for the most part, broadly in, in previous generations. So what I want to ask you is, what are some of the unique challenges that students, you know, of 2023 are facing that maybe students of previous generations haven't had to face? Um, I think pressures that we can't even understand fully, you know. Um, I'm old, Chris. Um, I didn't have, <laughs> you know, I didn't have a cell phone until I had been teaching for several years. There was no social media. There was no... Um, um, that comparison culture didn't exist in the same way. And I think that that's a, a big difference in the student experience now. Um, I also think what a wonderful gift that I think that students feel like they have a voice in ways that maybe mm. we didn't. Um, or maybe I didn't. Maybe I should just, maybe that's my own character flaw that I went through my experience the way I was supposed to do that. I didn't question it. I didn't, um, you know, I didn't protest if I saw something that wasn't right. Um, and I, I don't necessarily think that was the right thing to do, but I think it's also wonderful to see students starting to, to be empowered um, and have their voice matter in the decisions that we're making for them. Um, as they navigate this high school experience. I also think what a wonderful gift to be a professional educator. You know, no two years are ever the same. Um, no two classroom communities are ever the same. And it's a wonderful gift. I think um, it's it's definitely got to be a balance. You, I mean, you pointed out the social media. I think um, we're, especially in America, we're such a performance culture. You know, yes. um, it's all about who's the best at whatever you're doing. Yeah. And you're right. The pressures are unreal. Yeah. And I, um, I even see it on little kids, you yeah, know? know, like you don't even, you don't, they just absorb it because it's yeah. around them all the time. Yeah. And um, it does feel like that performance culture seems to be individualized too, right? That students as, as in, individuals yeah. are, you know, right. not that they aren't involved in teams also that have performance expectations, but. For some, sure. You know. For, and it's tough because I think. I mean, I'm not an educator, educator, but I'm a parent, and I think to myself, well, how do I balance um, letting my kids know that they are worth more than what they do? They're worth more than just the results they achieve. At the same time, 
letting them know if you want to achieve things, yeah. you have to push, you have yeah. to put in the time you have. So it's so, it's so difficult. And normalizing so failure is part that. of the process. Right. You know, so right. I, I think in, in some of that, you know, what we see seems perfect. And um, we don't see the multiple attempts before that moment of achievement. Um, so I do think helping to normalize the learning as a process and, um, and failure as a part of that process. Yeah. Well, I, and it's a huge blessing for the students, I think, to have people like yourself sharing that with them and letting them know it's okay, you know, and, and hopefully they're getting the same message in other spheres of their life, but maybe they're not. So right. it's, it's, you know, it's good to be able to do that. Um, so, one of the things that, you know, when I talk to people who move to Naperville, obviously we're, we're a destination city um, within the Chicagoland area and even for folks moving in, you know, whether it's jobs or whatever. But the, one of the biggest things, and I know you know this, that the reasons people move here is the education broadly in our city. Mm-hmm. And um, it's so funny. I love when people say, well, I want to be in such and such district or I want to be in this elementary school. And they're very, you know, they hear things from friends or whatever. But for people who are moving here, um, sometimes it's a little overwhelming. They don't know what's the best fit for their child. How, how would you recommend to somebody who's you know, moving to town, never been here before, how do they go about educating themselves so they know what school or what districts might be the best fit for my child? Well, I think there has to be some comfort in knowing that whether you're talking about, um, I can only speak from the high school experience, that I, I have the the pleasure of being able to collaborate with the high school principals and both, um, you know, my friend and colleague Stephanie Posey at North and our um, colleagues in 204, that they're all really wonderful schools. And um, so in some ways you would say it's really hard to make a wrong choice when you're looking at these Naperville high schools. And to a certain extent it is uh, what's the best fit because I think if you're looking at us on paper, kind of hard to tease out the differences sometimes. And so, um, so yeah, I think it is, you know, what, it, what is, what are those passions that your, that your student wants to pursue both inside and out of, outside of the classroom? And what does that look like, um, at each of these individual high schools? Um, you know, of course, you know, I have a biased opinion and I think, <laughs> I don't know why anybody wouldn't move to Naperville Central's territory. Um, but I think that, um, most kids have a wonderful experience in our high schools. And I think the wonderful thing is that we're striving, all of us, to move from most kids to being able to say that all kids feel, have that sense of belonging. And so, um, I don't, you know, I don't know. To be honest with you, when I was moving, I moved to Naperville Central because I knew the community. Uh, you know, I knew people in the community. I have lived in this community my whole, inside the school, my whole adult life. And so, um, when I was making decisions for my own child, I, I know what a wonderful experience he's having here uh, and that he would have here. So it was easier probably for me to make that decision because I have that inside information. So I hope there's a bit of comfort in knowing that they're wonderful high schools. Um, but yeah, I give the same message. You know. I mean, I think, yeah, I think that's the thing is it's hard. It's hard to explain to people, yeah. you know, that, yeah, it, it is kind of hard to go wrong. But I think, you know, maybe if they were to I'm assuming that maybe tours and things like that are available or they could sit down and have yeah. a conversation with folks. 
I have encouraged families um, who are making that decision if they're available to attend event, come go, go attend games, go, yeah. um, you know, not we're in a day and age of higher security in our high school. So, you know, we don't necessarily welcome people for a, a tour of the facility any given day. But when mm. you have opportunities to attend a community event, do that. And, you know, just like when you're when you were trying out colleges and going on those visits, a lot of it is feel. And um, and those community events will help you with that feel. So it could be a football game, could be right. open house, could be eighth grade orientation. But, you know, I have to ask, though, so because it's all it always comes up. Um, these websites, grade yeah. school, though, how, I mean, are those reliable? Are they oh, good launching? Launch, are they good yeah. launching points? Yeah. Yeah, they are good launching points. Um, okay. I, I hope that you're, well, I guess I'm speaking to our school websites and not necessarily to websites that are promoting, you know, the top high schools because each one of those websites has its its own criteria. So it would be, it would really be a time intensive process to find out on each of those comparison kind of websites, what is the criteria that they're using to create those rankings. Um, I do think our school websites are wonderful resources, though. Yeah, I think it's better to go right to the source, right? Um, because you're t you're 100% right. Any of those websites where you're talking about education or cities or whatever, there's going to be some, right, some criteria that they use, and you don't necessarily know what that means. It might, you know, it, it could be something that's not really even important to you. Um, and yet you're kind of looking at those rankings. So yeah, that's, that's good advice. Check out the website, yeah. try to attend a school event that you can go yeah. to, um, and talk to neighbors and, yes. and, or few potential neighbors or hop in the Facebook groups. I've seen yeah. some people do that. Yeah. Ask people who are involved in the community for, for their take on it. Right. Absolutely. Um, so you mentioned school safety and it's, it's always an issue. Um, it's always a conversation, right? It's always a national conversation and we have these horrific incidents that, from time to time happen. And, um, I, I think, I mean, I think about it, you know, when I, when I send my kids to school and, and I think like, okay, well, do I know, do I know what the school is doing to try to, you know, prevent these types of things? Can you speak on that without maybe getting the specifics that you're not allowed to or whatever, but can you talk about how school safety has shifted over the last decade plus and what Naperville Central has been doing? Sure has shifted, but it has shifted in every aspect of our life, hasn't it? Um, yeah. But you're right, particularly in school. So um, from, you know, physical changes to our building, like uh, every school building in Naperville 203 now has locked double entries so that, you know, with a person who is allowing their admittance into the, into the building. So it is, you know, you no longer do you... You, I don't. I can't even remember the last time you saw unlocked doors to get into a school. But um, certainly, there, not only is that extra even entry into the building of you know, at Central, a, a door to get in from outside, and then a person that you're speaking with, who is running, you know, taking your ID and running that through a system to make sure that you're here with a purpose and it's matched to mm. a well, you know, our visitor log. We know that we're expecting you. You've, you've, you know, passed the security clearance, if you will. And the member of the Naperville Central staff whom you're visiting is going to meet you there at the door. So it is, it really isn't a all access situation like it was in 1996 when I started. <laughs> um, so, you know, little things like that, that we're thinking about all of the time. Um, to, 
I mean, student safety is our top priority. It always has been our top priority, but how that looks is different. And I guess I would say, I think the biggest shift in the last 10 years, yes, the the you know news stories that get heightened attention are about um, you know big scale events aren't exclusive to schools, but I, I think the shift has really been about the um, the preventative way that we're supporting students mm. in their social emotional health. And, you know, things like annual education and screening uh, for suicide open conversations with students. Um, our district has engaged in the, the training and, and the implementation of a research-based threat assessment process um, through which we are, um, like I said, we're just, I think, a heightened awareness of of uh, social emotional health and how yeah. we're supporting students in both their emotional and their physical health, but there isn't an aspect of our 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 life that looks the same, really, as it did when I started, because we are, in every instance, thinking about student safety and. Um, but I think, in, in an awesome way, student safety doesn't just mean physical safety anymore. Yeah, no, that's a great point. And uh, not only, I mean, it, it is a preventative measure, yeah. uh, but then it goes back to, you know, what you started the conversation with sure. saying about addressing the entire person, um, yeah. which, um, yeah, yeah, I mean, how can you, how can you begin, how can you, you know, education is, um, I think it's partially a, it's, it's a growth, pro it's literally a growth process, right? It's literally like changing our, our mind. And if we're starting from um, a mind or a spirit or whatever that, that has hurt and harm, but it's really hard to allow that growth to happen in a positive way. So uh, it's, it's pretty um, profound that you're addressing all those together. Um, so tell me, you mentioned, I know you're biased. Of course you're biased. You have to be yes, for yeah. Naperville Central. For sure. Um, so what does that look like for people who are, who are curious about maybe some of those unique offerings you know, in addition to we talked about, here's the courses that you have to take. Are there some things that Naperville Central um, does offer to students that that maybe some of the other schools don't? Uh, well, I would, would re be remiss to say that Naperville Central and Naperville North have the same offering. So I'm going to speak through the Naperville Central perspective, but we have wonderful Crosstown partners um, that support us in this work. I think, you know, for a long time, um, when I greeted the families of eighth graders who are getting ready to transition to Naperville Central, I very honestly say one of my things I'm most proud of is that we truly are a comprehensive high school. You know, we offer almost 280 courses and um, and everything that you can think of that is helping a student make a decision about um, what they might want to do when they leave us. And so I think a wonderful thing about what we offer students is uh, a real breadth and depth in elective areas. And so I encourage students, if you know, if you know that you want to be an engineer, go deep in that pathway. We have a whole series of courses that are, are going to eventually lead you to a, a career pathway um, and a, a diploma endorsement that says, I am passionate about this area of study and I intend to pursue it. Hmm. Uh, and some of those career pathways include certifications that 
students can get right when they're in high school. But I think also a wonderful thing is if you used our career and technical education department alone, they have over 70 courses. So if I'm not sure what I want to do yet, then I have the ability while I'm in high school to sample a lot of different things and maybe rule out some things that I, I know now I don't want to do um, before I, I get to college using my own experience as an example. I knew that I wanted to be a teacher, but I didn't know what subject I was going to teach and had I gone into greater depth in the business courses available to me in high school, I might have been able to save myself a semester by not changing my major. So um, I just think this, I think it's wonderful. I think we have, um, we have really unique course offerings. Like I, I, in the recent, in recent years, we've off, we've added um, geometry and construction as a course offering. So it is a double block class that students get their geometry credit and as well as um, a tech course that, through which, you know, they are using geometry to build, in our case right now, we're, they're building sheds. So really that hands-on application of a, a concept that could be at times somewhat abstract, um, I think is something that's very cool. Um, I think um, this year we added ASL as one of our language offerings. Um, you know, but even things like um, biotechnology, anatomy and physiology, um, I just, I just think it's a really wonderful opportunity. And there isn't a day that goes by that I don't wish I could take that class or um, I wish I, you know, had the time to be able to invest. And, and truly, that's what our students were expressing to, to me today, that it really is a blessing at Naperville Central to be able to have so much choice, but also then, you know, at the flip side of that saying, but I have to take these graduation requirements. So, um, <laughs> right. so I do think that it is something that it makes the high schools in District 203 really special, that students are going to have an outstanding college preparatory experience, but in a comprehensive high school. So they have a wide range of elective areas and career pathways to, like I said, either sample or really dig in deep with while they're, while they're in high school. That's a, an invaluable resource because I'm just I think back you know on my own experience right and and same thing I had to find out things that I didn't want to do right. in other ways it would have been so nice to be able to have that opportunity to like you said to sample and say okay maybe this is it you know it does interest and I love the application you talked about like with the you know the building of the sheds um, when we were talking prior to the podcast I I even mentioned to the you know there's like a meme that goes around right now that says um, I'm, I'm so uh, grateful for learning about parallelograms in high school because you know it's <laughs> yeah. it's applicable every parallelogram season, right. right? Instead of like learning how to do my taxes, but um, there was this time, and I think for me, and I'm not you know making fun of my high school experience, which was wonderful, but I think we lost some of that application. I think it's something that used to be in high schools sure. decades ago, um, where we had classes like shop and home economics and, and all these things that were more practical. Um, and then I think we, I don't know, for some reason, some curriculums got a, just a little bit heady and away from practical application. Um, and so to hear, you know, that that's, those offerings are there for students at, at Central is, is phenomenal. Even yeah. above and beyond career pathways, I think it's wonderful for us to be able to say to students, um, you know, most of our incoming freshmen, as an example, have two elective spaces, if you will, each semester. And for us to be able to say, we encourage you continuing with 
a, an area that you love. If you love music, you stick with it. You know, that that area of passion for you is a really important part of your life in maintaining um, social, emotional health and balance. And so, you know, to also be able to to offer areas. I, I might not see myself as uh, an artist as a career, but I really love it. And being able to say, you know, that there's a, a place for you to nurture your heart in those courses too. I, th I just think it's wonderful. I, I completely agree. I think um, I, I love everything I've heard. I think people who are listening and, and watching, I'm sure, obviously the parents and, and students already know this, but uh, for people who, if they're exploring um, if they're making a move to Naperville or if they're if they have kids who are in younger grades and they're looking at, you know, where and maybe they're going to make a move to be in a different high school or something like that. Um, I think this is an incredible resource for them. Uh, Jackie, I want to end our conversation on kind of a fun note. So I um, I have to ask you, sometimes I've heard of these like fun, fun spirited rivalries between principals at different schools. Can, have you ever had any like fun little wagers with uh, like at North or anyone else? About, <laughs> well, this is only my first year, Chris, as you know. So yeah, that's perhaps true. all of the rest of the, the principals <laughs> are letting me uh, have my, to get the first year under my belt first. We certainly have a friendly rivalry and yeah. um, love our Crosstown friends want to be on the winning side of that equation all the time, as right. do they. Uh, so far, we have not had any friendly wagers, but <laughs> now I'm thinking about it. Yeah, now you'll have I to can extend that off yeah. now. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Jackie, thank you so much. Chris, thank Anything you. else? Uh, any, anywhere that I can uh, that I can point, you know, parents or students who want to know more or want to, you know, learn more about what we talked about today. Sure. Um, I, like I said, I think the Naperville Central website is a, an amazing resource. Um, the District 203 website, if you're looking for information about our district that's beyond Naperville Central, um, and my contact information is on. The website. So I always welcome that opportunity for an email or a phone conversation um, for interests or wonderings or questions or um, just a shout out too would be great. So um, um, yeah, don't hesitate to reach out. I think I, I always prefer reach out and get your question answered instead of um, wondering. We're here. Well, thank you for your generosity of spirit and of time, and for uh, we're looking you. forward to yeah, we're looking forward to catching up with you again down the road. All right, thanks so much, Chris. I enjoyed this. Thank you. Thanks. Bye. Bye.